Welcome to a podcast. A good podcast about board games and my wife. A very good podcast in which I persuade her. Also, let's not start by saying board games. We don't understand it yet. Is it, yeah, but it's ironic. Why is it ironic? What's the irony? I think maybe this is a good intro. <laughs> Time enough for counting when the dealing's done. You've got to do the intro now. Oh, that was the intro. Me singing. Me singing. Johnny Cash? No, not far off. They're not far off. <laughs> Kenny Rogers? With Hold'em? What's it called? No one to Hold'em? Yeah, but what's he, what is he? Feelings Dumb? Yeah, but what is he? He is... A country singer? Yeah, but he is the... Singer? <laughs> yeah, but the story is about a man who is the... Gambler? Yeah, hold well on. Got it. It's called The Gambler. It's called The Gambler, yeah. Now you know. Brackets, no one to Hold'em. <laughs> no one to Hold'em. <laughs> no, walk... Close brackets. No one to walk away, no one to run. Oh, you can put that back in. Open brackets again. It's going to be very long brackets. <laughs> anyway, talk about long, long, convoluted <laughs> things. Welcome to Board Games with My Wife, with me, Jack, and my wife, Lottie. Hi there. This is a Bird of Games podcast. Bird of Games being our publisher that is bringing a project to Kickstarter this autumn. Can I get a hallelujah? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you very much. The game is called Dog Park, and it's a game about walking, collecting, and caring for really sweet doggos and... I'm jazzed about it in a big way. Um, if you want to know more about Dog Park or keep up with Birdwood Games, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Birdwood Games. Birdwood like the bird that flies, wood like the forest, and then games. You can spell games, I believe in you. We also have a newsletter which goes out monthly and has exclusive sneak peeks at Dog Park, has snippets from what we're up to in the bird of the studio um, and various other inane wafflings which if you're tuning in I assume you enjoy uh, and you can sign up to the newsletter by going to our website which is birdwithgames.co.uk that was very good thanks so much I feel like um, I finally mastered the craft mastered the craft um, and you mastered the craft just in time for the end of season two the end of season two if you didn't know now you know you now you know this is the last <laughs> episode of season two Thank you so much for joining us uh, this year. We've now done 40 episodes That's mad. of Ball Games with My Wife. That's a lot of episodes. It's just a whole lot of shit chatting. It's a lot of shit chatting. We've had some good conversations. We've had some bad conversations. <laughs> We've had some many mediocre conversations. <laughs> yeah, so thank you for being here. If you are new to the podcast or if you're a long-term listener, we really value your company. And I, we d- I don't are... think you can be new to the podcast episode 40, surely. Not just like... You're dipping. Just dipping in episode 40. Plenty of people will dip in for this episode. Oh. These episodes are popular. Oh, why are these episodes popular? I don't know. I'm not sure why anyone is particularly interested in your... <laughs> my opinions. Your Gruffalo opinions. Why am I Gruffalo now? Do the Gruffalo eat things? I don't think... I think the Gruffalo... I think the Gruffalo just has a water in his nose and he just like looks a bit, oh, looks a bit like, like odd compared to all the other creatures in the woods. Well, he's a, a mythical beast. Yeah. So, so the foxes and the mice are like, what the hell? <laughs> yes. But anyway, what are we actually doing on this episode? If people haven't read the title, they've just gone oh. in blind because, you know, they might like the surprise. We're doing your 2021 edition Top 20 Games. Top 20 Games of all time. Buzzing. So these are going to be Jack's... Updated list from yeah. last year. If you want to listen to that, listen to that episode. There will be some chat about it. I will compare it to my last year's list. Okay. I have... Um, made a list as well of, of my guesses i haven't ordered them this year because frankly i ran out of time before the episode so i apologize so you're half-assed is what you're saying i i have yet one butt cheek in the game in, in one that pardon we said i half-assed it yeah, so I, I suppose that technically is that what a half-assing comes from you've got one butt cheek on uh, in like. i can only assume yes <laughs> <laughs> like why would it mean anything else 
That's an old expression, isn't it? Oh, no, we're not going, we're not going back to the words, the words podcast. <laughs> One day. One um, day, yes. Before we get into what your are Before we get ready to rumble. Can we have a call out, please? To what? To rumble. I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. I literally it's don't know. Get ready to rumble! Oh, one of them. Well, there you go. It was done. I didn't. I genuinely didn't know what you were on about. I thought you'd just gone slightly insane. That happened a while ago, to be fair. Uh, before we get into your top 20 games of 2021, updated list, uh, should we talk about what's caught our respective eyes? Yeah, let's talk about what's caught our respective eye. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. What's caught my eye this week, and other people might be aware of it if they're in the board game community, because it's had quite a lot of coverage, is... Rose Gauntlet, who are a new... That was going to be what caught my eye. Unlucky, I went first. <laughs> um, Rose Gauntlet, who are a new publisher with um, lots of exciting products in the pipeline, have launched their first Kickstarter, which is called Keystone North America. And it looks really lovely and totally up um, our, or at least my street. It's a game about ecology and observing the nature of North America and Animals. looking for different keystone species, which if I understand correctly are the, like, the important uh, food chain species. Um, I think they, they're important lands, whoever they are. And it looks really lovely. I think it's so exciting seeing new publishers launch, partly because obviously we're launching our own first game in September. So I kind of feel like... Um, our own first game this autumn, so I kind of feel like woohoo! New publishers it is exciting, keep going. Isn't it? And when you see it, when you see them be successful as well, which they're being, and I hope they're even more successful, it's like yes, yeah. go you, go yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, they both got good pedigree because I think Isaac Vega, Vega designed yeah. or was one of the designers on. Um, I was going to say The Walking Dead. Basically, is The Walking Dead. What is it called? Um, Dead of Winter. Yeah. Uh, and Lindsay Rhodes, uh, she designed a game that came out recently that escaped my net, escaped my my. Yeah. Yeah, so they're both they're both uh, well established game designers, yeah, and I think yeah. um, Keystone looks like a great game. I've seen it des- described as like quite a crunchy game, which is interesting because it's like I quite like a puzzly crunchy game. Um, so it'd be interesting to play. Yeah, that. I, I think we'll be backing this one. It's like it looks like almost like tile placement. So it's or tile placement. It's kind of like tile placement. It looks like it looks like a simple game but that's got to actually do well in it and score well you've got to like work out all these combinations and like numbers and matsy i think probably would be fair to say yeah. but i for me that's like that's like i'm excited for that because i love that kind of thing yeah. and, if, and if somebody layers something over the top of matsy then that i'm really happy like if it's not just matsy like if it's something mm. that's then oh at least i've got nice things to look at and things to read and things to you know enjoy yeah. that is yeah that's really great for me yeah, so Keystone North America by Rose Gauntlet is definitely one that's caught our eye this week. Have you bought anything else? That was my what I bought. Have you bought anything else? No. Oh well, you've stolen my thunder. You've you you you've you've hoisted me. How's that petard feeling now? <laughs> um, I think we can move on then because we've got plenty to talk about. We've got plenty to get into, but um, yeah, I, I don't, there's, there, there's nothing else that, that, that's caught my eye. I should have gone first next time. Go first is what the lesson is. Okay, so should we tell the people how we're gonna approach this marathon? I was thinking we'd do a rap battle. And then we just kind of, we kind of. You don't need. No, to, no, I'm backing out. You know what is so? This insight into our into our marriage is that this is this happens so often. This this happens. What you're hearing now happens all the time. Probably, I'm not even kidding. Once or twice a day. Not a day. A day, you'll drop a beat on me. I'll just be talking, and suddenly you just go. Mm, tss, mm, tss, mm, tss, mm. Wicked. And I was like, "What are you doing? What's happening here?" <laughs> It literally probably once a day it happens. Oh god. That's what happens. That's that is this an insight. I think, you know I've <laughs> always been someone that's woken up with a song on their lips and that always hasn't been best for the people that are living with me at the time. 
But I think you enjoy it, don't you? I do quite enjoy it. What I quite funnily quite enjoy is I, we work, obviously we work, in, due to COVID, we work in the same room now as each other because we have, no one's allowed to go to offices. And what's quite funny, I'm very, as you probably realise if you're listening to this podcast, I'm quite loud and quite irritating. And people have realised, yeah. because people have written in to be like, please, can you make Jack sit further away from the microphone? I'm now basically in another house, like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listening to you on the phone. I'm that far away, and you can hear me that way. But I'm quite loud. Um, so yeah, is, that is what it is. So you always get annoyed at me for being loud, which is which is which is completely fair and understandable um, because I'm I'm loud and irritating. But then what is quite funny about you is you're not loud. You're quiet and normal. But then suddenly you'll just like belt out singing, like, and it's always when I'm doing something. <laughs> And it's just like you just you just go for it. Not on a work call though. No, not on a work call. If not it's a work call. call, I do some good lip syncing. Yeah, you do some good lip syncing and some um, air drumming and some air drumming. Yeah. yeah, that's not that's not too distracting. I don't mind that. That's quite endearing. It's just when I'm when I'm really concentrating on something and suddenly you just you just hit some like random high note and from nowhere I'm just like, what's happening? Are <laughs> <laughs> we under attack? That's the price you have to pay for having a loud phone voice. I'm afraid. Okay, but so it's a it's a fair price. And also you, entering mine in the dog's office. We were here before you were. Well, the dog. It's funny. The dog is the dog is the loudest of all of us. He just barks at the postman every now and again. Yeah, he's got a vengeance against the. Against anyone the that goes anyone that goes outside, anyone that moves outside, he's like you. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, highly suspicious. I said we were going to get into it, and we. We did it. We didn't get into it. Isn't that? Isn't that? That's the staple, though, isn't it? Yeah. That should be our tagline. Yeah. What? I said we were going to get into it, but we didn't get into it. <laughs> Yeah, that's about right. Right, should we crack off then? Should we crack us off? Explain how the thing's going to work. Well, I'm just going to run through my top 20 games all the time. Yeah, from 20 to number one. So you mean 20 to one? Or do you mean 20 to one? I mean 20 to number one. Is this ascending or descending? This isn't descending order. So we're starting with 20 and getting to one. But is it ascending though? Because, no, 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 because, no, no, because, no, no. Because the numbers are getting smaller, yes, but the quality get. But my, my favouritism is getting higher. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I've, got, I've stumped you. I've got you. I've got you. I don't want to. Uh, but yeah, anyway, in an order, we're going to go in an order. Yeah. Um, from twenty to one. So yeah. so that order and twenty being you know. That's ascending order. But, but I don't. I, I don't want to talk about it. Because numbers get smaller, which means descending. But also, isn't it? I, I'm thinking about it on my. I've written notes on my phone of where of the ones I think you've got mm. in which order. And so in my head, I'm going from the bottom of that list to the top. So that's kind of like. I don't know. I've but I'm going top to bottom for, this, for descending for the numbers, but then it's ascending in terms of the ones I like. I can't. I can't Your mind's blown. So we're going to skim through <laughs> 22, 11, aren't we? We're not going to skim through them. We're going to, we're going to cover them off. God. Um, we're going to be a bit a bit pacier than our usual, and then you're going to give us a bit more detail on your top 10. Yes, that's correct, yes. Okay. Um, and we'll um, see how many I get along the way. Yeah. I'm not very confident this year. I haven't. Why have you gone rogue this year? I think you got like 15 last year or 14 last year. You did really well last year. I haven't. Also, you could have just gone off my previous list. Did you look at my previous list? Um, I did, yeah. But I, ha- and you just I, have, it no, I haven't got your list. I had my guesses last year. Oh, so you've got 14 of the correct answers. Well, y- yeah. But so, yeah, well, we'll see how we get on. I have to say, I haven't really prepared that much for this episode. No, you've, I'm hoping you've, that you're, you're kind of like, you're kind of like, um, oh, you can tell us at the end in. of season two. I'm yeah, just you're like, phoning it in here. <gasps> you're phoning it in. Right, should we start at number 20? I, I am almost certain this won't be on your list. What? It is Ticket to Ride. Oh, for Christ's sake! You didn't have that last year. No, I didn't. I had never last year. I had um, something else in that space that, that it may or may not be on the list. I'm not giving spoilers away. No spoilers here. Hashtag no spoilers. No, I haven't included that. Yeah, it's a ticket to ride by Days of Wonder. Um, is oh, it's a classic, isn't it? It's, it's the it's the classic train game that sold 10 million copies of ridiculous worldwide. It's a brilliant, and I think this one has been come onto the list because it wasn't on the list last year. Has come onto the list because this has been. Because of these beautiful Beatle covers that I'm getting. I think it's Beatles, isn't it? Is it Beatles? Who cares? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's come onto the list this year because it's a 
uh, this has been a game that's been played a lot digitally, so yeah. it's to therefore I play. Oh, how does the music go for Ticket to Ride on? Oh, it's just like it, it's it so just yeah, it annoying. goes through. We have to mute the music because it's a bit much. Um, but but yeah, it, it, it's one of those ones because I've played it so much. It's like I really like this. This is also, really it's good. A, it's an absolute star. What is it? It is. It's it's great, and it's it's a game you could bring out in front. I think most people you could bring this game out in front of, and they'll, they'll be happy and play it and enjoy it and have a good time. It's a good game. Most people. Most well, not some people. Some people are like I don't like trains. I've got, some like, people might not want to play a board Some people game. are scared of trains. Thomas the Tank was, was a creepy thing growing up. We were talking about Thomas the Tank the other day. Probably always. We're always talking about Thomas the Tank. We are. <laughs> okay, so that's zero for one for me. Zero Great. for one. Right, number Thank 19 you. was the same as number 19 last year. Oh no. Ice Cool. Oh my god. You know I love a dexterity game. Yeah, zero for two. Oh my goodness, I'm going to have to reconsider this, this whole, this whole endeavour. What whole endeavour? <laughs> I don't know, marriage. <laughs> Why? <laughs> You didn't get high school. That was on last year. We got like, why is it in it? And it's on my list because yes, it's 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 not. It's like it's just a silly flicking thing. But I really really like it, and it's probably my favourite flicking game I think thus far. Out of what? Ice cool pitch car we've played. Flicked Fireball Island's got some flicking in it. Not really. Sometimes I flick things at you on the desk. You actually haven't played pitch car. Yeah, well, I've played it by myself. I flicked things around Good myself. Good for you. <laughs> so, I'm not sure if you can play it by yourself, but I did. Um, anyway, ice cool. I really like ice cool uh, by. Amigo, I think it is by. I think we've got. I think we've actually got the Brain Games edition of it. But anyway, it's designed by Brian Gomez, and it's just a really. It's just. It's a really simple. You're flicking penguins around a school, chasing each other, and this is a game where I. I think it, whilst it's a family game and clearly aimed at a younger audience, given the theme and the style of it, like penguins in a school, like we Why play is that this. Aimed at a younger audience. Because think about all the games that we have. So many are not adult themes. Yeah, but that's definitely aimed at you. You're running around elementary school as, as penguins. That's... Why does that mean you're aimed at children? So I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's aimed at children, but a younger audience. It's more family friendly. Younger. They're not like intergalactic penguins fighting off monsters or whatever. They're just penguins running around school. But maybe they should be. <laughs> but anyway, but saying that though, this is a game that is often played. Like on a on a par- on a party night for some reason. This is a party game for some reason on a party night, and we have a lot of fun with this. And I just I just really like it. Also, I think I'm quite good at it. Or I like to think I'm quite good at it. I'm probably not that good at it, but I like to think I'm quite good at it. Penguins. What's it actually called? I school. I just call it penguins. Um, it's how I feel about temping bowling. I yeah. feel like I'm the god of temping yes. bowling. And, and then you do it, it and, and you're like, like, oh, it's in the gutter. It's in the gutter. <laughs> and then once I'll get a strike and I'll be like, I'm god again. Reinstated <laughs> god. That's how I feel about high school. Yeah, I, 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 I have a similar I have a similar feeling for you. Also, high school doesn't For me? Fit. Yeah, you know, I was just saying, I've seen you play high school and I've seen you bowl. <laughs> I'm marginally better at both things. So Not at bowling. I'm be- better at bowling than you are. I was, I, I'm talking like, if, if you get like a 55, <laughs> I'll get like a 58. <laughs> Rematch on bowling. I bet I can win. Stay tuned, listen to the With the gutters down, I think it'll be interesting. I think I can win. Well, let's go. We'll, let's go. We'll, <laughs> over summer, we're going to go bowling and we'll report back of how bad we both did. And we'll both, you, one of us will win, but it will be, it'll be what's it called? A, a, a pyrrhic victory. It'll be a pyrrhic victory. Why? Because we'll win by like, our scores will be awful. We'll get like double. Speak for yourself. <laughs> You're talking to bowling god, I think you've forgotten. Okay, right, wait. I remember this interjection here. The first time we went bowling together, and this was many, many years ago, we went bowling together and we got the lane, and you were upset the gutters were down. It is upsetting. I just, sometimes I don't just do a whack, whack, whack. That's just bugs. chucking it and hoping. No, it's not chucking it heavy, it's getting your zigzag. It's not, all, you could not say you're aiming for the zigzag off the gutters. But it's quite satisfying for you to zigzag in. It is satisfying, but also it's saying that you've you've got a bad shot. Saying anything. <laughs> right, we move on? So number eighteen this year is Exit 
or exit game, exit the game, any of the exit series. To be honest, to be to to, to be to be frank. Are you zero for three? This yeah. was on my list last year. How is this not going on my list? We love an exit game. I think because I didn't write down what was actually on your list, I just have my. Like, I can't wait to see what this is. Well, you might, to be fair, they might come later. You might be saved, but you're going to be zero for zero, you're zero for three, which isn't a good start. This no. is designed by Inca and Marcus Brand, uh, published by Cosmos, uh, and it's it, they're just really great. They're just like experience, take a couple of hours, you play through them, and yeah, I think we we, we we've loved every time we've done one of these. Yeah, I think we've covered the exit games quite. We have, yeah. On this we really like them. Um, but they're I in my mind there are two really great. Um, escape room game franchises and that's Exit and it's Unlock is the other one Yeah. the difference being between the two is that Exit games you destroy as you go along they're very the whole game is very tactile and it's it's one experience that you are then done with Unlock can be replayed saying that the Exit games I think are superior in their design and they're yeah. how immersive they are and you are paying you know, about £10 compared to your local currency for a for Good, a good, well, potentially if you're if you fast, it we're not that fast, is it? For like a good, like two hour, one to two hour kind of experience, which is you know, which is pretty decent for, for a couple of people. I think two is a really great number for these. I've always thought two is a good number. Yeah. More than that, it becomes someone kind of sitting there just being like, okay, because it's not like a real escape room where you are walking around different parts well, of the room. Also, I think it's, the um, and this actually is kind of different to unlock. Unlock has a larger presence on the table. Yeah. But the exit games are really small. It's often just a booklet and then there's yeah. bits. So, and so someone's reading the booklet, then someone's playing with the bits. It's like yeah. the other person's like... Sometimes even at two, yeah. you've got someone waiting for someone to do some investigation. Yeah. So yeah, at a higher player count, it, it becomes a bit like... Um, could be a bit yeah. Tired, but yeah. So, on to 17. Mm-hmm. 17 is... Harvest Island. Yes! yes! Well done. You got that. That's, I thought I thought that would be a rogue one. You wouldn't get. I thought you'd get the other ones, but not this one. No, I got that one. Uh, designed by Chi Fan Chen and published by Big Fun Games. Um, Big Fun Games! Or, yeah, That's so what I mean. uh, it's. <laughs> it's We've, we spoke about this recently. It's a recent acquisition to our collection, to be honest. It's it's a, it's a kind of. It's two to four players, but I think it's kind of really, really great. Uh, two players. Uh, hand management set collection game where you're growing different types of fruit and you're. I think I'm not just it's just fruit, isn't it? You're just growing yeah, fruit. fruit. You're growing different types of fruits. So you're trying to draft these cards in. You're always giving cards back to the market. So you're kind of always swapping with your opponent. Mm-hmm. And at two, it's really interesting because you can really easily pay attention to what your opponent's doing. So it becomes this kind of cat and mouse thing because the person that has the most of the certain fruits will get will get prizes, and then you will get points for the fruits. So it's kind of like there's lots of different things you're. There's two kind of core things you're paying attention yeah. to, and it's kind of like a trade off then. And your every decision feels quite important about giving yeah. stuff away or, or, or discarding yeah. stuff. I think I think this game is also really interesting because you have near perfect information on the board so you go through seasons and the board it tells you how many types of fruit will be available in that yeah, season yeah exactly and exactly. so if it's not come out it might be in your opponent's small yeah, hand or yeah. it might be still be coming out so it's, exactly, it's a really yeah. interesting game so it's been really good we really really enjoyed this one yeah. really great game yes and the art is really lovely the next game then is again in the same position as last year number 16 role player did you even read my last list? No, I didn't. I just had my list. You're zero for you're what? So one for f- one for five now, and you one, one for, for five. Four. No, four. It's been five games. Oh, no. <laughs> so, sixteen. Yeah, designed by Keith, Keith Machega and um, uh, published by Thunderwork Games. It's a a funny this one because it's the one where we like we were we're not RPG people, so we don't do um, like that kind of style of thing where you're rolling up a character and doing those kind of like the, the, those RPG sessions that there's, there's never really been us um, sort of Dungeons and Dragons style sort of thing but we've we like <laughs> we like 
puzzly sort of like mathsy style things, and this kind of really comes so into it's like surprising a. Surprising that we like that. Yeah, I know. I just. I'm surprised that you. I'm not surprised. I like it. I'm surprised that you like it. I'm surprised yeah. you like it on this one. But it's like a. So it's 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 a, it's a dice rolling. I actually think the reason I like this. I'm sorry I keep interrupting you before we've even explained it. Is that because it's kind of like how I like to do games like Copenhagen, where I like to just match things yeah. and try and get the best match. As but, possible. And, but this one but rewards, rewards you for that matching. Yeah, so it's a it's a dice drafting game where you're kind of trying to roll up the best character or the character that most accurately fits what you're trying to achieve. You're collecting points it, it, with the expansions. It's really great. So you're fighting monsters, you're recruiting sort of allies, and you're doing those kinds of things. And it just adds a lot more, bit, bit great more depth. And even with the expansion, it doesn't it, whilst it adds more depth, it does add a bit more time. It's I don't not think it crazy. Adds more depth. Personally, I think it's more stuff to do. Things, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah fair enough. Yeah. No, it's more a lateral experience. But with all the expansions, it's still it's still only an under ninety minute game, if that, to be honest. So yeah, it's it's a really it's a really great one. And I, I I'm always I'm a sucker for coloured dice. So really, I just like I really just like even that component. Even even really even in role play, yeah, I'm a sucker for it. I just really like it. I like that kind of like always oh, in this exciting. I don't know. I find it really fun. It's one thing that I find fun with things. <laughs> coloured dice and coloured gemstones and like coloured yeah. the coloured components. I find that really fun. I like. Going back to like you maybe want to eat these things. Very possibly, very possibly, yes, yes. Um, so yes, that that is that is um, Lords of Hellas, not High Lords of Hellas. Oops, <laughs> spoiler. Oh, for Christ's sake! How have you added that in? We haven't even played it. In the last it's, year. It's, it's still it's still on my list. No, it wasn't on your list last yes, year. It was. It's number fifteen. No, it wasn't. It's number fifteen. I didn't have a tick next to it. It was number fifteen. We well, should have had tick next to it. We haven't played it in a whole year. How can it be on the it's list? It's still on my list. It's still a great game. Is that number fifteen? So no, no, number sixteen was roleplay, and number fifteen is Lords of Ellis because I can't read my own spreadsheet. <laughs> so. I removed this when we haven't played it all year. I, I know we haven't played it all year, but I still really like it. I was thinking, I like those. They are they are colloquially called dudes on a map style games or units on a map style games, but those kind of like presence style games where you've got armies and things and what I really like about Lords of Hellas is I like the techno Greek theme but I also really like the fact that it's you've got other things to do than just fight each other you're trying to collect certain things you're fighting these big monsters so you know uh, it, it's a really great game it's designed by Adam Kwipinski and published by Awakened Realms and I just I say it's really great it's one of my the miniatures as well oh beautiful and yeah it, it was a toss up between this or Blood Rage to be honest for me it was a toss up and, and Blood Rage probably we actually have played that more recently as well, and I really enjoyed that. And that possibly might edge it, maybe in a year or so. It might, it might edge out. It's one of those things where both of them aren't far off apart. I kind of see them as quite similar, even though they've got lots of differences. But I kind of, in our collection, they quite they feel quite a similar purpose. Um, but yeah, really liked it. What's up? Are you, you, look like you're about, you look like you're about to throw a complete strop here. We haven't played it in a year. I kind of feel like there should be rules around this kind of thing. You feel like there should be rules around this kind of thing. You're at what? Well, hang on a second. Stop the press because you feel like there should be rules. Your list is literally keep just, the press rolling. <laughs> it's just twenty games. You just this year it was just twenty games, and you didn't even look at your list from last year. It was like completely different. Just twenty games. And you feel there should be rules, Rose. So you feel like there should be you. You should follow the rules because you're you're not doing very well, and you won for six. This is a this is a shocker. You you are going to get the top ten though. You're going to get the top ten. I think you're gonna, I think you still could get maybe twelve or thirteen here. Let's see. So next, I'm stop wagging your finger at me. Just because just because you're having a mare doesn't mean you wag your finger at me. So next on my list is a game called Twilight Struggle. No way, that's not on your list. No, it's not on your list. How is it not on your list? It's, d- it's dropped down. Before this was on my list, and it was in my top. It was in my. Why? It was actually this, in my top the two. The last time we played this, we both agreed we've got the most out of this game now, and it's not going to be played again. Absolutely. So Twilight Struggle by designed by. Oh. <laughs> 
and I'm the Doctor, Jason Matthews, published by GMT Games. I completely agree. This last year was my number two. It has dropped all the way down to number 14 because our last play was, you know, it was pretty... It fell a bit flatter than our previous plays because we'd seen a lot of the game now. So it's kind of like we need to give it some airing space to leave it for a, for a good period of time before we revisit it. So we kind of forgot what, forgot how the, the general flow of it went. Uh, but that's why it dropped down and probably will drop out next year. But it's still absolutely a brilliant game. There's no way it's not a brilliant game. It's a fantastic game. I understand you. <laughs> would you understand me? It's a fantastic game. If someone said to me, would you want to play it? I would play it. Happily would play it. Really? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I wouldn't happily play that now. Okay, well, that's, we won't play it then. That's fine. But yeah, so Twilight Struggle is it's 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 on my list, unfortunately for you, sadly. Right, number thirteen. Right, number thirteen is Bananagrams. It's not really no. Bananagrams. No, it's not Bananagrams. <laughs> I just kind of want to put a new list in there now, just to see like the veins on your head start exploding as you go to zero. Right. <laughs> just name any I've old game. I've got one. I've got one so far. You've got. How have you only got one? Right, you're gonna get the next one. If you don't get the next one, I think I'm gonna have to file the papers. Right, the next one is. Dinosaur Island. Yes, we've got that. <laughs> I thought for a second there you wouldn't. Um, so Dinosaur Island, I think actually it's, it's moved up very slightly in, in, in the list. I think it's because the, the list has changed around a little bit more. And it's a, well, it's a it's a worker placement engine, not engine builder, sort of park builder, tableau builder. It's got loads of different things going on. You're basically creating Jurassic Park. Uh, it's designed by Jonathan Gilmore and Brian Lewis, published by Pandasaurus Games. That we've a- I've actually the reason why it's bumped up the list is it because of Dinosaur Island because I recently purchased I say recently it was months ago I purchased the full package of Dinosaur World, which is like their I think basically not kind of like the second edition, as it were. It's like it's like taking the base idea of building Dinosaur Park yeah. and improving it, um, I you know, refining it. That once Dinosaur World arrives and we give it a playthrough, we might be we're probably going to be selling Dinosaur yeah, Island we'll because be because yeah. we don't need two dinosaur dinosaur based games in our house, which you know, sad to say, but you know, we don't need them. We don't need them. We must have um, more than one dinosaur based game in our house. We must have a second. Dinosaur that's not for you. That's not that, that's not concern ourselves with these kinds of questions. So yeah, it's a Dinosaur Island, really great game. Uh, it's just it's just I, it's it, it, the game itself is decent. I wouldn't say the game itself is great. It's lifted by the theme. It's uh, uh, for me connecting to I it. Think it's yeah. absolutely lifted by the feet. I don't yeah. care about dinosaurs, really. No offense, dinosaurs. Although associated. Um, I associated. The theme absolutely does lift it because you have the quite fun thing of some of the dinosaurs sometimes eat people that come in your park, which feels like there's not really another game where you can have that level of threat where it's still fairly lighthearted. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. feel too conflicted about people getting eaten in this game. No. You, you like a bit of darkness anyway, don't you? Always. Right, well done. What's the next right, one? Next on the list, again, surely this is going to be on your list. Number 12. Seven Wonders Jewel. Yeah. I have this further up, though. I, so it's, it's dropped down because we haven't played it as much, I think, is probably probably why it's dropped down. Oh, really? Down. <sighs> I'm going to get this all... I'm going to get this all summer now. All summer, I'm going to get this. Yeah. So Nothing but... Oh, really? <laughs> designed by Antoine Broussard and Bruno Cathala. It is published by Repo Production, and it's it's a... Yeah, again, we spoke about plenty of times on the podcast. It's a fantastic two-player, also designed for two-player experience. Yeah. You're building your civilization, drafting these cards, trying to build wonders, trying to create your city over a series of rounds. You're competing in a really great kind of drafting way where you're revealing cards as you go, so it keeps the game... It keeps it focused because you've only got a selection of like probably three cards or four cards and then there's the possibility of what it might reveal so that could be a few more cards but it's not like i'm looking at 50 cards what do i choose it's actually really and then you can then because of that what's really clever there is then you're able to look at your opponent and say well they've got the same selection of three cards they might want to go for that Mm -hmm. so i'll take that and and those kinds of things so again really smooth really easy and kind of works really nice as a two-player experience it's a great it's a great two-player experience yeah it's one of the absolute two-player Musts. Musts, yeah. If you have a gaming partner that you 
play with regularly. I think if you don't have this, I think it would be a really fun one to play. Absolutely, I completely agree. Next on my list is A Feast for Odin, designed by Ewe Rosenberg and published by Phil and Spiel. Yeah, got it. You got it? Up, though. Further, so yeah, this is in the same spot as it was last year. Uh, really great game. It's it's a bit of everything, really, this game. It's a, it's a worker placement combined with sort of a tableau builder with a bit of engine building in there. You're collecting things. You're always, of course, I'm pretty sure in this game, as you are with all of these games, you're breeding cattle and, 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 and you sheep. You've got a really weird <laughs> obsession with breeding cattle. It's like, and now the animal's me. It's like, <laughs> why are you right? And then you're kind of like engine building because you're kind of like getting certain things and collecting things and you can trade them in for something bigger and shinier and better and it's kind of those kinds of things. It's got loads of really cool options on the board about what you're doing as your Viking tribe, whether you're plundering, plundering and pillaging whether you're trading whether you're farming whether you're making materials it's loads of interesting options to do it scales up really nicely over the rounds where it ramps up to you you start off and think how the hell am I ever going to fill my grid and then you get to the end round and think oh okay I've done loads of things in there it's just a, it's just a really good game and then what is great about this I think this, it's a good game but oh. this isn't my top 20 well that's quite I, what I like about this is, and very similar with Agricola as well is that it it, whilst it looks complicated and the strategies probably are complicated it's not actually that com- I was surprised by how it wasn't like I wasn't like oh my god my mind's blown about what to mm. do here it was it was it was relatively smooth which, which again was credit to the design yeah it's a good game fair enough next one please <laughs> that's all she had to say on that well I don't I find to be honest the thing that I find odd about that game I like the whole Viking thing I like the big action ball but then the Tetris part I just find a you bit don't like, get on with Tetris I just parts, don't so. understand why it just feels so tacked on. It feels so tangential to the rest of the game. It just it always is a bit of a stumbling block in my memory to be like, oh yeah, that's good. Well, I think you're preparing your feast throw nights. You're laying things out so then you can like sacrifice as well at the world. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, next on my list then is Quacks of Quedlingburg. Yes, I had this way further down though. A new edition. So yeah, it's ten. Ten is a fair spot for this, I think, for me. Uh, so, Cracks Quedling Bird, designed by Wolfgang Wash, p- published by uh, Schmidt Spiel, is a bag building uh, push your luck game about making potions, effectively, yeah. and trying to, to trying to basically make the best potion without blowing up. And I just really like it. I just really, really like it. Just like it's quick, it's fun. It's just, it's just really, it's it's light hearted. The push your luck is really fun. In terms of like it being risky, but also you you are in control quite a bit. There's some tactics around building your bag, and that doesn't feel like the same experience every time because there's lots of different comp- different styles of potion ingredient that you can use or display. You kind of you kind of you always feel like you've got different options when you play different games because you use different ingredients and and it just yeah it just it just was a, it's a really it's one of my it. The, again, it's a game where I think like that's for me a game I'm going to start introducing to people who are newer to the hobby kind of thing because it's like, I think they really enjoy it because it's a, it's an enjoyable experience to play. Yeah, I also think if we've mentioned this whenever we talk about it, the rubber banding in Quacks of Quedlingburg makes it a really good experience for new players because no one gets left in the dust if you're playing with someone who's more adept at the game. Absolutely, absolutely. So I've been doing better now. So I've got. Hey, how, so how was your five? So so you so you we've had a total of. 11 games I've got 5 and you've got 5 I'm fascinated I am fascinated at the end to see how you've what you've got in there there's a, there's, there's a few games that didn't make my list that maybe will appear on your list mm. I think you're going to get every one of these now I, I don't know because I've got 3 of them that you said so far were in the top 10 Mm, I think you're going to get everyone. Yeah, I think you're going to get. If you don't get every one of these, then I'm stunned. If you don't get my top five, I'm stunned. And I think the other four, I think, yeah, I think you've you've got a good chance. Let's do it, Trip. Should we start off then? Yeah. Next game on my list is Viticulture. It's not not really, I'm joking. (laughs) 
How much? How many? How many? How many lowest legs will I get out of this joke? No, it's not. This is a very good game. To be fair, but it didn't make my list. But that's the. It's a very good game. It's just the first game I saw. It's at high level. Um, next game on my list. So we actually next game on my list is Nemesis. Yeah. At number nine. At number nine, I yeah. I actually got it at number nine. It, well. was, it was number nine last year, and it's still number nine. Uh, designed by Adam Kopinski and published by Awaken Realms. It is a... It's, it's alien. It's, a, <laughs> it's not beating around the bush. It's alien. Uh, you're waking up on a ship. Creatures are in there. You, you can't really kill the creatures. You don't really trust anybody. There's bad corporations. You know, it, 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 it nails that. It absolutely nails that feeling of like it, it, it's not high tech in flash too, space. It's like industrial it's, space. Uh, they nail the confined space where mm-hmm. like you as a human have some advantages on movement, but ultimately, if you're being pursued by an alien, you are absolutely jeffed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And what I like about it, I say, is you are, you are. It's, it is. It captures the industrial space of Alien rather than the kind of like swish sci-fi yeah. Star Trekky Star Wars style where it's all yeah. a bit flash. It's, it's yeah, very yeah. much like dirty and industrial like greasy space, and like yeah, yeah and like and like it's not. It's not. The, 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 even the equipment looks like it's been pieced together. It doesn't look like it's swishy and high tech and all that sort of thing. Which I which I really really like. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of that's one of my favorite favorite sci-fi settings is yes. that kind of theming yeah. um, I, I think mean, that I think this is a really good game I think that I can completely understand why it's on your list also the theme is perfect for you we played recently with a couple of expansions that we got on Kickstarter and I think that we would well my assessment was that you don't need those expansions no I mean and then we, we, we got we had more it's what it's kind of it's kind of mileage may vary sort of I think for people so we played with one of the new there are three alien races that came with the original game we played with one of the new ones and it was fine like it was fine but it wasn't Do you mean the expansions what do you mean to the original game, there's three that came with the original. No, oh, sorry, game. they came with the original Kickstarter. I meant to say yes, yes. But the, but to so play one of the new alien races that came in as one of the expansions, the Void Seeders, I think they were called, and they had some sort of like mind control abilities that went that said that moved you around. And I think that would be more interesting in a um, bigger game because it's kind of like what they what they do, which I think is quite interesting, is they basically they make you they force you to do things that aren't good which then help could mask you being a villain or, or or being a good or bad person which i think is, i always think that's quite interesting so they add a little dimension where it's like well i'm going over here because i'm being forced to by this alien but actually it's like no i want to go over here really anyway to do this bit bad yeah. thing um, I, the thing is i think the thing for me though is like because i like playing nemesis because it does feel like yeah, alien and yeah. aliens I don't. I just want to play with the yeah. You want to play with the aliens. Yeah. The aliens are more like the xenomorphs from Alien, yeah. where they like they're just coming for you and they're going to kill you. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. And there's there's another one. There's another alien in there, and, and that'd be interesting to try out. Uh, the, yeah, there is there is some. Uh, I think, and, and it's got some new heroes. Yeah, the new heroes they were interesting. Like you had them on the, the dog. That was like, but it's like, that's and, like a nice extra. And also, I think maybe if you because of the way that we play games, which is once or twice a year. Yeah. Like this is like it just feels like a. It does, I can't remember the dog person. He may as well be in, in, the, in the base I, I, game. I think that's the key point there, really. It's because we play games once or twice a year. Is that If you play this often, then yeah, fair enough. It's variations like, oh, this is interesting. We've got lots of different things we could do here. Because we don't. We've forgotten all the like, nuances of it. So it's yeah. something come back to it. And it's like, oh, okay. That's yeah. that's what's happening here. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, really great game. Um, re- really, I really enjoy this one. We've got the expansion coming as well, which is exciting. Yeah. Uh, the fact, sorry, the standalone. What's it called? Standalone sequel. Sequel kind of thing called Lockdown, where it's set on Mars, set on a set on set on a set on a planet on, yeah. on Mars, which would be that, That'll be fun. That will then go over two Kallax shelves. Yeah, it will go over two Kallax shelves. A lot of which Nemesis. Is quite a lot of Nemesis. Okay, well, number nine. Interesting. What's number eight? Number eight is Brass Birmingham. Oh, why are you jelly? Why are you jellyfishing around the room? I didn't get it. You can get this one. I kind of forgot about that existing in the world. Well, there you go. So this is designed by uh, Gavin that's Brown. One, that's Matt, one playing in. 
Tol- Tolman and Martin Wallace. Yeah, well, it was one plane in. Published by Roxy. It was one plane in. To be frank, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was. No, no. To be frank, I like saying to be frank at work, and you get very annoyed about that. Um, but it was one plane. It was fantastic. It was brilliant. It was really good. It was. It was. It was industrial kind of en- economic development. I really just enjoyed this from moment one, and it was. It uses. He funnily enough it uses a similar thing to Ticket to Ride, where you've got like coloured coloured cards you're collecting that you're then. That's what the only about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but, like, but, like, but what I like about that is it's not like free choice action selection where you could do whatever you want to do on each turn. You've got a limitation by your hand in terms of the the, the cards that you need to discard to you do that to play in certain cities or play certain buildings or, or whatever it is. And you're trying to create these like basically create a co- an economy, and then you've got this interesting two phase approach to the game, where the first phase is the canal phase and the second phase is the, the the rail phase and it's kind of like the game then changes and, and what you do in the canal phase if you don't prepare well enough the rail phase will be a lot harder and you do a lot better in the rail phase for being more prepared and I just thought that was I thought it was really good really brilliant yeah yeah I can see why you like this game I think it's fine enough and I would play it again um, I enjoy playing it but I don't really care for games that implicitly say if you fail to prepare you prepare to fail it's like I just don't need that kind of like school schoolified life lesson in my You want to just wing it? I really do. I really do. I want to be like, I'll build these canals. Dah, sea trains are overrated. There's no way the railway's going to take <laughs> off. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> that was literally what happened, wasn't it? And it was like, well, have you built all these also, canals? it's just like, oh, for Christ's sake, game. I did all this work. Why? Why have you taken my canal boats? <laughs> Yeah, uh, fair enough. I, I I I understand that, but it is still yeah, it's it's it's, yeah, it's for a very, those it's a very like good. To do a, t- a little bit of planning, um, then yeah, you'll probably like this one. Yeah, I think it's weird. Yeah, you definitely definitely if you like a little bit of planning. Okay, so number seven. Number seven on my list. It's been on my list forever, and it will probably stay on my list forever. Is Star Wars Rebellion? Yeah. This cla- cla- one of right. my favorite games. It's probably not higher because replayability is is is, is, is low. Is low. Yeah. Yes. In fact, this is another game where I'm I'm sure we've got a few more plays in this and our yearly plays, but this is also kind of like Twilight Struggle in the fact that it's like we probably will get to the end of this. I I can see that happening yeah. as well. And so it's designed by uh, especially because now you've got those blooming scenery. Star Wars, Star Wars Legion, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I can only squeeze so much Star Wars into you. Well, massive Star Wars yeah. games, so it's like multi-hour Star Wars experiences with Star Wars music going on in the background. I get, I get probably one a year, so I, I no, have to two a year. I get two a year. There's definitely two. Do so you a agree year. to two a year? I don't agree to anything, <laughs> but on average, it's two a year. Yeah, on average, it's two a year. So designed by Corey Kanichka and published by Fantasy Flight Games. It's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's the Star Wars original trilogy. What I would like, and I want my like fantasy for for this is if is if. Well, I'm in bed at night and I'm like, oh, what fantasy! <laughs> um, I would love them to do this same game for the for the for the original for the, for the prequel trilogy and for the sequel trilogy. I would just love that so much if they did the same game. Do you think they could? Uh, so the, the prequel trilogy, I've given this a lot of thought. So, so here we go. And here's what. Here's, <laughs> welcome to my flight. TED talk. Is it fantasy flight? Fantasy flight games. Yeah. So the, the prequel trilogy, you'd have to change it because obviously the, the, the thing about this one, Rebellion, is that you are paying one player team plays as the Empire, one team plays as the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the Rebellion are all plucky, plucky underdogs, and they've got very limited resources and limited power. The Empire has unlimited. Un- how much power? Unlimited power. Exactly, so limited power. So therefore, one side is clearly overmatched the other. However, you, you're racing against the clock, to try and catch them before before you kind of lose control of the galaxy, sort of thing. So that's how it balances out. Whereas in the prequel trilogy, it the, actually the the forces are pretty well evenly balanced. To be honest, it, yeah. it, they are they aren't they aren't that dissimilar. And it's more of a case of actually the. The the, the 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 good side of trying to actually root out the the separatists. The, so you the, agree? What do you mean? 
They're the good side, the morally good side. No, the, 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 I say the good side. Yeah. Fair. No, no, I think the good side tried to root out separatists. So the good side, I'm saying, of the republic. Oh. <laughs> the good side, the good side of the I republic. Enough about the law yeah. to, to to catch you. So, so the separ- so you see, I think I think you could have some kind of interesting what what basically what the what that would what that would game would have to centre around is the destruction of the Jedi Order, which I'm getting a lot of technical my thoughts on this. So, so therefore, it would I would be, say I'm bored. Yeah, so. it would be running down the clock. So that would have a, that that would have that feel to it. So I think it would be much more evenly matched. But I still think that'd be really cool because you'd have the map and the presence and the, and the big battles and those kinds of things, which I think I think would be be really cool. And then you've got the uh, the, the, the obviously the sequel trilogy. So the sequel trilogy is kind of just a recut of the original trilogy. So you just have this. I think it'll be a similar game to be honest. And then you end it with Palpatine in a, in, a, in a weird basement, like chanting and being like, "I'm going to come back to life." <laughs> yeah, but like, how should we end it? Put him in a basement. Spoilers. <laughs> cool, yeah. So I, I would I would love that. That would be my more so the more so the original trilogy than the prequel trilogy. So, sorry, more so the prequel trilogy than yeah, the sequel trilogy. Yeah, that would be harder trilogy. as you've just outlined. Yeah, but I've got ideas. If they want to ha- ch- ch- chat to me, I've got I, I've got ideas of how you make it work. I've got ideas. I've given it a lot of thought. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. Was that number six? That was number si- uh, seven. Seven. Okay, give us number six. Number se- six is Ganshon Clever. Yeah, I've got that. That's high. It's exactly where it was last year. I don't know where things were last year. Well, you're not year. paying attention, are you? Well, I've got it. Well, it's fair. I, I, know, I know you're not paying attention. You didn't even... You didn't even... Um, didn't even... Uh... Are you paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even look at my last year's list. Which is available. I told you. On your fo- I think you've got it on your phone, haven't you, you said? No, I've got my guesses of last year on my phone. Uh, okay, right. So Ganshon Clever, designed by Wolfgang Walsh again. He's back. Uh, published by Schmitzbiel. What was the design? He designed uh, Quacks. Did so, Wolfgang? So it's, a, it's, a, it's the roll and write, in my opinion. It's fantastic. I really like it. It's it's You roll dice. You, you, you mark things off on a sheet. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you want to eat these dice? Because they're wooden. Oh, my God. It's coloured dice, dice again. I got like a weird obsession with coloured dice that I don't possible. know about. It is very possible. Because I like coloured stones. But do you well. want to eat these? No, 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 I don't want to eat any of these pieces. I don't know why each yeah, is going to this. Yeah, but do you find these as. as I, I, I like the colours. I like the colours. Because yeah. I think wooden. Because Gantron Clever dice are wood, whereas roleplay dice are plastic. Do you want to eat the dice? No, but I think. There's a lot of projection here about me eating <laughs> dice, but yet you're talking I about think them. The reason you might like them is because they kind of look like sweets. But they look less like sweets when they're made of wood. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's correct. You want to eat the wood? No, I don't want to eat anything. I just like the colours. I like, really like the colours. It just, just sets me off. <laughs> In a good way. Great. I think about fantasy at night. I'm like, oh, I've got dice. Imagine that if there was Star's Rebellion with coloured dice. That'd be too much for me. Too much for me to take. Anyway, so yeah, we've spoken about this on so much. It is a fantastic roll and write game. It's it's just so satisfying to create the combinations and score, create really big score combos. Score combos? That's right. I thought I said course combos, but I didn't. Yeah, really brilliant game. Also, the ultimate travelling companion. Yeah. The ultimate filler game. Great if you haven't got much headspace but you want to play a game with someone. And also, it's surprisingly good at more, yeah. a higher player count because it goes up to four players for such a little game. By far like. and away, our, our most played physical game, I would say, by, by a country mile. Yeah, physical. I don't know why count Roland's in... Um, I don't know why. I, don't well, feel, I feel like they're... You want to discriminators, are you? Yeah, I am a bit of a Roland discriminator. Right, okay, ready for the next one? Lay it on me. Lay it on thick. I'll lay it on thick with you. And this could this could rise up the ranks over the coming years. Yeah. This is Great Western Western blah, 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 blah. Great Great <laughs> Great Western Trail. Got it. Designed by Alexander Fister and published by Eggert Spiel. There is a new version coming. Is it coming out this year? Or is it next year? Is it this year? I think the um, The new the new sexy version. The edition 
Oh, the new edition's coming out this year, and I think then the uh, the, the the Argentina and New Zealand, Zealand, New Zealand, Zealand that, yeah, consecutive years, yeah, it's this year. So yeah, so we're definitely getting that when that comes out because it, 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 I love Great Racing Trail. It's a fantastic game. You are selling cows, <laughs> traveling through the great through, through the American West, and traveling on a train. It sounds very like. It, you couldn't have made that sound more dull. Yeah, honest, yeah. You're you could, really you could that that. It combines deck building with kind of like point to point movement with sort of this kind of like town building element and like and and, and action selection and it just got all these different elements yeah. on it that just just combined so well together. Yeah. I have to say Alexander Fister as well, who's also a designer of Maracaibo, seems to be very good at encapsulating a journey in a board game. Yes, and very much so. To repeat that journey with. Uh, either variable elements or um, kind of upgrading the journey you have as the game goes on. He's really, really good at that. And yeah, he's really good at out that. Out of the two of them, Great Western Trail is more of our more of our jam, more of our jam. And I'm looking, and the one, the one, the one, the criticism I we probably would say of it is, you know, it's not bad, but it's not like it's not amazing. Blow yourself away, art and the art's janky. Yeah, the art's janky. The council are nice, but the, but the art starts a bit janky, and, and the, 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 the 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 people that the the people you recruit are a bit like a bit look a bit odd. And yeah, I'm looking forward to the the. Um, the deluxe, the deluxe, I don't know if it's like the deluxe, the, the, deluxe, edition, but the, yeah. the new edition, I'm really looking forward to Also, in the new edition, the Meeples have cowboy hats and bandanas, so... That is cool. That, I need cool. to buckle myself in and buckle my, strap myself down. Yeah, okay, so what was that number? Five. Five. Okay, what's number four? You're going to get all these now. I, if you don't get all these... Uh, what are you on? What do you mean? Total. Uh, total. Uh, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So you might get to twelve. I said you get twelve. You're going to get twelve. Next one on my list is Scythe. Yeah. By uh, Zama Jamie Stegmaier, published by Stonemaier Games. So again, this is this this is in this is absolutely up there because it's quality, but also because it's like it feels like this is like quite a emotionally connected game for us because mm-hmm. it's our one of the first games in our collection, probably within the first ten. And it was just yeah, we just really really loved it, and we still we still play it, and it, that's and that's a testament to it that how much it still gets to the table, and, yeah. and it's just it's just and actually. We spoke about this last in our last episode, but was it last? Episode? I think it was our last episode about how this is a great game for two people as well yeah. by 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 themselves because you we can really, really explore the map and kind of enjoy the, the, the surroundings and yeah, it's just, it's just a really great game. Do you want to know what's hilarious about Scythe? There is a what? Scythe campaign called Rise of Fenris, and long time listeners will know that Jack and I are absolutely terrible at completing campaign yeah. games, and we play regular Scythe yeah. more than we play the campaign. Yeah, game. we, I think we, we play, the campaign. I think we play. We play two or three on there. I think. I think we play yeah, two but or three. It's got like twelve to do. Yeah, there is twelve. So we're not. We're, we're, of course, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there in like ten years' time. Scythe. Yeah, we'll just play normal Scythe. We're like a game on normal Scythe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll play some campaign at some point. Uh, yeah. So the thing I don't like about the campaign is that some of the like. The conditions are win a game through warring, and it's like I don't want to war, Jamie. Leave me be. <laughs> any game Let you don't want to my field. Any and... game you don't want to war. Whatever the game is, you don't want to war. That's just your rule of thumb. It is. Right. Next. Very. The next one on the list. Do it. Next one on my list is Root. Yeah, got it. Designed by Cole Whirl and published by Leather Games. Yeah, Root is another one of these games where just, just I'm. Again, I think we spoke about. I think I spoke about this in our last top twenty with the adding of the Automa style automated faction to allow you to play. Because playing up two is it's it's a fine experience playing just two with two factions. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of like you miss the drama of another faction and what they might do and what they might add. Uh, but playing it with the with the automated faction, it just it just fantastic because you basically get to play a three player game, yeah. which is well, I love that two player game where you get to play a 
where it's not just a diluted down experience to be like, okay, this is here, but it's fine. Where it's actually like, no, they know that the, they know that the better experience is more is more yeah. people and more yeah, yeah, yeah. things happening. Therefore, for they, they therefore they embrace that with the automated factions. And we've we've backed the, the latest Kickstarter, which comes with even more automated factions, doesn't it? I, we have to. They the the little buggers. Exactly they put that into the 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 little buggers. <laughs> it was a. It was the all in pledge, and that was the only one that included the new clockwork expansions. And the clockwork expansions, like Jack says, are really brilliant. Yeah, they are. And I would love to play with more of them or variation. Uh, so, yeah, they took our money. <laughs> they robbed us. They came to our house, they took our money. I told you that's what Patrick Leader does. He goes from house to house. <laughs> You're like, oi! Give us your money. Yeah, so Root, fantastic game. Uh, Is that number be- three? Beautiful critters fighting each other in war. And, you know, what's not to love about that? Nothing. Everything's to love that's about not, that. That's number three. Yeah. Right, number two. Have you have you got these in the right order? Uh, I all of mine are out order, so I can guess what's next. What's next? Everdale. That is correct. Yeah. Everdale, congratulations, you win a prize. Knocked off the podium. Knocked off the podium by who knows mysteries. You know what the mystery is, don't you? I do know. What Wouldn't the be surprised is. if I completely fooled you here. I said something else, like banana grounds. <laughs> um, so, so Everdale, designed by James Wilson, and it's published by Starling Games. Is a I just really like this game. I just really really like this game. It's it's a engine. It's a it's a it's a town builder where your worker placement and you're building up your lovely and and to be honest, this is a game again. Where the game I really enjoy anyway, but it's just taken to that next level by the theme and the design on top of that theme in terms of the components and just the feel of the game and it, it just it's just really great. It's just a really yeah. great game. I think the other thing about this game as well is that unlike a couple of the other ones that are up in the top ten, is the expansions of this game are yeah. consistently great. Like, yes. I think Belfair is a bit weaker than the others, but it adds the player powers that we absolutely love. Yeah. So each expansion really does add something new to when you're playing it. And I also think that saying that, the base game still plays brilliantly on its own, so it's one of those things where it's like, it's just a good all-rounder. Um, I think the other thing that I really like about Everdell is there are some really neat design in it, like the... Um, about where you can add a card to your city if you've already got the yeah if you've got this if you, if you add a critter into your city if you've got their building that they live yeah. in and that just, again really funky and you're on the lookout you're constantly on the lookout thinking oh I could play that yeah. for free that's that's fun even if it's not like, good I'll play it for free because yeah. it's fun and it's a game that really what it gets right is the co- the feeling of you're constantly getting things and you're constantly doing things and you're, you're very active as a player even though you've got a very, in the first round you've only got I think two workers and then you get three and then you get um, and then you get I think it's then four and six or I can't remember exactly the, because of the exact numbers you get but yeah you, you, you build up your workers but even still you're still able to do plenty of things and it's just like that feeling of like even in rounds two and three you're still doing seven or eight things because you're playing cards getting these critters for free and it's just that feeling of like oh, I'm doing so much and that, that really kind of it feels quite you're getting stuff constantly being rewarded for stuff and stuff that makes you feel clever versus rather than like just playing a worker placement where you put your worker down you're like oh I've done that but that's what I have to do the playing of the cards and the comboing of the cards makes you feel clever because it's like ah I've I've got I've got I work this out in my clever way I've never thought about that before and it really Hmm. does but there's no crunch in it yeah yeah, yeah. you feel like you managed to pull something off without having to be like Okay, mental maths time of what do I have to do? I think it's because it telegraphs it to you by saying, if you've got the post office, you'll get the pigeon. So therefore, oh, I've got the pigeon in my hand, or I've got the post office in my hand, the pigeon's in the field. So if I play this now, next yeah. time, I'll get the pigeon for free. Yeah. And then and then, so you, you you almost walk down a path, but you yeah, still feel yeah. clever for doing that. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. yeah, thoroughly enjoyed. place. Yeah. And in first place is... is terraforming Mars. Terraforming Mars. <laughs> Designed by Jacob Fritellis and published by Fritz Games and Stronghold Games as well. 
A, it's A, oh, this is this this is absolutely knocked into my top spot because of A, playing it digitally, but also B, it's just the more I've played this, the more I've thought, this is such a good game. Yeah. Like, just this is such a good game. You're terraforming the planet of Mars and you are a corporation doing, spending your money and your resources, basically building up infrastructure and trying to change the, the oxygen, the heat, the, the build, develop oceans and change, basically change the climate of the planet so humans can yeah. live on it. And it's just so clever. Things knit together so nicely. You, there's ways of different ways of scoring, different ways of playing. You, you, your your corporation you start off with will quite strongly dictate how you'll end up playing the game and the things you'll be looking for and the cards you'll be getting. I always recommend if people play this, play it with the draft variant where by you start off with a hand of project cards and you you then select you buy those cards. In the drafting variant you pass them round the table to each other so you're basically passing them back and forth, which basically means that you get you don't just get the hand you get drawn and you choose what to buy or not. You get to see lots of different cards, which I think is quite interesting and you can stop players having certain things by mm. discarding cards. And it just adds it just adds a really nice layer to it and it allows you to have a bit more control over what you do rather than being just sort of I've drawn these four cards and that's what I've got choice of that's it um so I, so I really I really like that element but yeah it's a fantastic game we've ordered the big box edition and that's coming soon I think very yeah. soon so I'm very excited about that with all the expansions I'm excited to play all the expansions I've only played two of them so I'm excited to play all of them and get in there I'm I feel a bit um apprehensive about playing all of them but I'm excited as well because I agree with you I think it's a really great game and I think the thing that's impressive about Terraforming Mars is there are so many um, possible combinations that players can make and yet you never feel like oh that's actually really overpowered like the balance of yeah. this game is rigorous to the point where it's like you can't have a player that is overpowered the luck of the card draw so it is it is a wonderful wonderful game brilliantly designed and I think um, really a really imaginative theme as well yeah, it's, so, it's, it's just so yeah, it's just so it's just such a good use of the theme of of just like a sort of you are you feel like a corporate business, but you don't also feel like too bad because you're trying to do something good, but also there's a bit of like skullduggery between the businesses. It's kind of yeah. like yeah, it, it just it just captures it really well. It just captures everything. Everything you've just done so well. Yeah. So you want to give us a quick rundown from so 20, twenty to one? one? Okay, ready. Starting at number twenty, we've got Ticket to Ride, Ice School, Exit Games, Harvest Island, Role Player. Lords of Hellas, Twilight Struggle, Dinosaur Island, Seven Wonders Duel, Feast for Odin, Quacks, of Quedlinburg, <laughs> Nemesis, Brass Birmingham, Star Wars Rebellion, Gangshon Clever, Great Western Trail, Scythe, Root, Everdale, and number one was Terraforming Mars. Right, how well did you do? You got 12, right? So 13, what would. No, I got 13. Thir- how did you get 13? Because I got all of the top 10. And then I got no, you didn't get Brass Birmingham. Yeah, but I've got all of the top. I've got all of. I've got ten in the top. So I've got. I got Root, Everdale, Star Wars Rebellion, Scythe, Peace for Odin, Great Western Trail, Seven Wonders Jewel, Terraforming Mars, Nemesis, Dinosaur Island, Harvest Iron, Gantron, and Quacks of Quedlingburg. Okay, that's what question. you got. What didn't you get? So I thought these might have been on your list. Vindication. That was on my. That was on my supplementary list. So close. Mm. Onatama. That was also on my supplementary list. So close. Copenhagen. That wasn't. No, that wasn't. That, it wasn't. But fair, fair, fair enough. I do like that game. Alien Legendary Encounters. Again, my supplementary list. Runestones. Again, my supplementary list. Deception. That that has drifted a bit because we haven't played it so yeah. long. Takanoko. That wasn't quite on my supplementary list, but I see I see why. Yeah. So yeah. also on my supplementary list was Star Wars Legion. That was that was on my supplementary list too. Is that so the, the miniatures one? one? Yeah, the senior one. Yeah. So that was also on my but yeah. So so yeah, it's fair enough. You did well. Thirty decent. Decent. Thank you. It's kind of patronising, but thank you. <laughs> Seeing as I only oh. one butt cheeked it, I think that's all right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think my top ten is always quite predictable. Uh, I think the bottom ten was a bit harder. Yeah, that's the way. That and you made a pretty it. shocking start. So you're good recovery after your shocking you, start. Thank you. I pulled it back. You did put it back. So shall we end with a bit of a what's on the what's cards? What's on the cards? What's been summer? on the cards? Summer cards. Woohoo! Should we talk about what games we've ordered for summertime? What games have we ordered for summertime? Well, I've or, well just arrived. Thank goodness is Meadow, uh, published by Rebel Studios and designed by uh, Clemens Kalicki. So I can't wait to play that. That's yeah, that looks lovely. Doesn't it? That looks really great. Yeah, very. Uh, soon on those I've also just ordered Abandoned All Artichokes you did order Abandoned All Artichokes yeah, yes I'm really excited to play that it's like a kind of a quick um, pacing game. card game that I'm hoping will be really fun yeah. for us to take away with us when we go on holiday I ordered Last Runes of Arnak who? Last Runes of Arnak Last Runes of Arnak we've been called Anarch yeah. or, so, we, so, we, so we don't know what it's called but we've ordered that because everyone's raving about that and I'm really looking forward to trying that yeah uh, I also ordered, I and mean, this is a bit, of a, took a bit of a punt on this one, so I'm a massive fan of the Resident Evil franchise, video games, not the, the, the films are pretty, they're pretty terrible, but they're entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Resident Evil franchise in general, I really like the Resident Evil franchise, massive fan of the games, um, and there is a there is a board game for the second game, Resident Evil 2, uh, which is probably one of the most famous Resident Evil games, and it it looks like it looks it looks like a very faithful representation of the original so not not the remake that came out a few years ago but the original version that came out oh God, 20 years ago um and well, maybe not that long but it's a long time uh, but and so it's it's got that feeling of like yeah it looks it looks really interesting and i've actually read some reviews on it, and it people are saying it's actually pretty good and i thought well you know i want, I want to give it a try because they're also bringing out resident evil 3 as well so they're bringing out a sequel to that to that one which is the, the third game in the series surprisingly <laughs> and um yeah so it looks really good and it looks really interesting it, it's kind of more about it's not it look it's like a dungeon crawler style thing but what's interesting about it is that it's a you don't do a lot of fighting in resident evil you do some fighting in resident evil particularly the early ones but you kind of need to do a lot of running because you you haven't got enough guns or ammunition or enough power often to, to, to defeat all the enemies so therefore you need to kind of do a bit more surviving and running and sort of sort of hiding than, than you do sort of fighting so that's i want to see how they translate to a board game so i took a bit of punt on it and I'll, I'll see how that see how that one goes yeah so and I think we're going to have a fairly busy summer getting Dog Park ready for its Kickstarter in autumn. Mm-hmm. Like I said, do follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Birdwood Games to keep up with that and subscribe to our newsletter. That's where all of the exclusive news is going first. You can do that uh, at birdwoodgames.co.uk. And I think we'll do some playing. But um, We will do some playing, yeah. Yeah, we will do some. Um, we'd love to know what you're planning to play over this summer. Please inspire our buying habits. We are so easily influenced. Um, I love the recommendations that I get on social media in the in our DMs. So do please keep sending those, even whilst we are off the airwaves this summertime. <laughs> I think that's it, isn't that it? That is everything, yeah. I think there's only one thing left to say, don't you think? What, what is that? Three, two... One. Conclusion. <laughs> that was unplanned. That was so unplanned. Geeky. <laughs>